All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. More travels, a whole lot of upcoming fun, and just in general, some hot shit coming your way very shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is an amazing resource for lifestyle stuff in general, but I think especially if you're traveling, it is so helpful. For example, you can put up your travel plans so that people in that area can see when you're coming to their area. And you can also do things like throw out a rendezvous, which is a very easy, simple way to meet other lifestylers and start connecting in the city that you're visiting. So if you want to check out those features and many others for yourself, head on over to frontporchswingers.com, our website, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and click on the Cassidy banner. Again, frontporchswingers.com, click on the Cassidy banner for a free month of all of their services. So we got to visit a new state together. That was fun. We just realized this morning we've been to 20 states together now, which I would have thought a lot more than that. But we did check Texas off the list, so that was very cool. Yeah, I mean, I've lived there for a very long time. You had been, you visited once, I think, for a short period of time, but not. we were never there together. No, and never in Houston. I actually really liked the city. I thought it was very cool, and I'm sure I only got to see like one one-thousandth of how cool the city really is, but I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it's a unique place. I enjoyed living there. It's probably one of my favorite places to have ever lived, and I spent a lot of time there, and didn't get a chance to show you all that much, but just a couple of cool spots I thought you might appreciate. Yeah, we got to go to some cool restaurants, that's for sure. I probably ate more than I did anything this week, and I'm feeling it right now real bad. Yeah, I'm done with it. We're home for a month. We're not traveling for a month until we go to Montana to see your family for Christmas. I'm not doing shit when it comes to eating. I'm so sick of fucking food. I don't even want to look at it. (laughs) I know, me too. Between preparing fucking food for the event in Denver and then eating like fucking maniacs on the road, I'm just over it. Yeah, no, I feel you hard. We both need to get our asses in the gym and working on our diets again and just being kind to ourselves. Sleeping. I need to sleep a lot more than I have in the last few weeks. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's sleeping on a plane is not a thing. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it doesn't feel good. You wake up and you're like, who the fuck punched me in the neck? Yeah, it's terrible. Multiple times. Terrible. <laughs> but we're home now. And like you said, we have a whole month of being here. And we've talked a lot about what that balance is going to look like over the next month for us, because we actually have a lot of lifestyle dates lined up. But I also just want to take a break at some point and do like nothing but hang out with you and have sex with you. Well, we also, there's stuff we want to do in town, but fortunately, well, as it turns out, there's a lot of shit going on in town that we didn't even realize was happening because we're not, we haven't been here that much. There was the F1 fucking cars going down the strip this weekend. Fortunately, we weren't here for that craziness. Yeah, they shut down the whole strip and we never even heard about it. That just shows you how much is going on in Vegas at any given time. Yeah, we weren't even aware of it at this point. So yeah, there's stuff we want to do. We just got to make sure that we're not overlapping with some other craziness going on in town. We got to get back into the, you know, the local kind of info, the up-to-date, you know. The fray, yeah. yeah. The Vegas fray. (laughs) Yeah, so far behind in current events here. We're barely Las Vegans right now. We've been gone so much lately. It's nuts. And I miss being home. I was so fucking ready to get home like yesterday or even even Saturday. I was just ready to be home. Well, I think that shows that we're in the right place because literally every single time we travel, even if it's the best trip, even if we are with amazing people, I'm like, get me back to Vegas. I miss home. I miss my bed. I miss our neighborhood. All of that. Well, it's funny because there were another, whether two or three couples besides us that were just at Splash in Houston from Vegas. We know them. We see them all the time. And they all said the same thing. They were all ready to go home. Saturday night, we were talking to some of them in the club, and they're just ready to be home because they travel a lot, too, and they just miss being here. Yeah. So it, there's something. The city's badass. Yeah, something about the, the weather. Fucking strip. <laughs> yeah. Get off the demonic strip and see how cool Las Vegas actually is. Well, like these people that just reached out to you. First of all, we love to help people and tell them where to go and what not to do and all that stuff when they reach out. But you can't expect us to be your like fucking travel guide. Like, yeah, like you, you can't contact us and be like, hey, we were thinking of doing A, B, and C. What do you think of this, 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 and this? And where should we not go? It's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, we don't go to the strip. Just back, just forget that shit. <laughs> right. So when you start asking strip questions, our answer is going to be, 
Uh, no, don't do it. That's pretty much where 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 we go with it. So yeah, yeah they're asking of, about clubs on this trip. I'm like, do you no, have no, any no. idea how much we are not Las Vegas club strip people? No, 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 no. So yeah. yeah, when people reach out, like we're happy to answer some very basic questions, but we cannot pull out like an entire week's itinerary for you. I don't know what the fucking clubs are. I don't know where the hot place to be is. No idea. I'm not cool. No. What the fu- who the fuck do you think you're talking to? No, if you want to get a <laughs> drink somewhere and some at some dive bar off the strip, we can totally hook you up with that but yeah i i don't i can't help you with the fucking hottest nightclub in the next hottest casino i don't give a fuck so <laughs> sorry i've been in some great ones i know that i've also been in some complete shit ones here's a here's a strip tip for you don't ever go to the rio <laughs> that's yeah. not even on the strip but you know yeah. close enough don't ever fucking go to the rio yeah the rio and the luxor you really just don't want it, it's not worth it probably not circus circus either i haven't been well, there for a sure long yeah time, that's but... kind of a given though when the you know, when people when they're offering twelve dollar rooms, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's more for a drink at most other casinos than the rooms at Circus Circus. It's kind of like if you were looking to have like laser eye surgery, and there were two doctors next to one another. One was doing like get one eye, get the other eye free kind of thing, <laughs> and then the one next door is like full price. I- I'm going to the full price doctor. I- I'm not looking for a fucking deal to ha- you know what I mean. Like I don't want to break on that shit. No, same thing with boob jobs. I've obviously been researching that a little bit, and I see that all the time in vegas like one implant for the, or two implants for the cost of one yeah fuck no that. thank you yeah. i want top of the line tits yeah if we're i mean if we're buying like fucking produce or apples or something i'm like okay i'll yeah two for one yeah no problem <laughs> not fucking you know tits or fucking eye surgery or, or no. casino fucking rooms you want a 12 dollar room you're in the wrong place do not fuck around with well that. i'll tell you this about lifestyle clubs in las vegas if they're charging a 12 dollar cover fee don't go there either <laughs> Well, for that matter, if you can just walk in and pay at the door, that's another fucking telltale sign that probably not the best idea. It's not going to be a high-end Vegas experience, no. It's not even going to be a good Vegas experience. It's not even going to be a mediocre Vegas experience. No, no, no. no. So stay off the strip. Don't pay at the door. Don't go to the fucking clubs. You're going to get beat up on drink prices. It's ridiculous. The same drink in the arts district that costs you $30 on the strip is eight in the arts district. And better made. And by more friendly bartenders. And (laughs) Probably hotter, too, just to keep that clear. The bartenders off the strip are fucking so fucking hot. I think that I think Vegas bartenders in general are probably just really hot here. But yeah, for sure. But the places we go to that not on the strip are pretty fucking intense. Yeah, they are. So yeah, don't don't do it. That, that's our <laughs> that's our uh, tourist advice. And so if you reach out, that's pretty much what you're going to get from us. Yeah, and we save everybody a lot of trouble. Well, another funny thing about being gone this weekend, and I think I said it when we were in Denver too, but I really did miss the two guys that I'm seeing right now. I thought about them a lot this weekend, and that's kind of throwing me. I am very fucking independent. At, well. Except for with you. How is that a thing? I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> okay, before you, when I was just dating, I was an incredibly independent woman. Yeah, well, you're, that's not what you are now. Now you're codependent, is what you're thinking. Damn, I have. I've crossed the line hard, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you don't even know how to use our coffee maker. I know how to use it. I just don't like using it. (laughs) Whatever. You barely (laughs) use that coffee maker because I make you coffee every morning. Yes, you spoil the shit out of me. That is 100% true. But I I went out of town for three days. You didn't have coffee for three days. I know. I'm such a fucking lazy bitch. That's terrible. It is terrible. But I don't want to be like that in a secondary relationship. I guess that's my point. And I don't say secondary as like an offensive thing. So you don't want two people to wait on you hand and foot? I really don't. I really don't. I don't want to create another Well, so am I the one that's going to have, am I the one that's going to have to wait on you hand and foot? The next person's going to get away with not having to do that? Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, 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 no. I'm going to talk to both of these guys. That's not happening. I'm not re- I'm not taking all of that responsibility if there's another person involved here. Uh, is that really why you want me to be Polly and have multiple boyfriends <laughs> so that you can share the responsibility of my pain in the ass? Well, kind of. It's kind of like, you know, having a child, you know, a divorced couple having a child. You get custody, you know. <laughs> Someone's, it's not like you're, you're fucking dealing with lunches and all that shit every day and making breakfast every day and making sure you get to bed on time. So you're sharing the responsibility with another parent. Okay, so I just want to make it clear that you are comparing me to the child of divorced parents in terms of polyamory. I say all the time, you basically behave like a seven-year-old for the most part. You eat like a seven-year-old. You throw tantrums like a seven-year-old. Uh, yeah, I, I could see the I get the grumpy when I'm tired like a seven-year-old. Yeah, you get naps. hangry. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You'll you'll pout for sure like a seven-year-old. Oh, I'm a master powder, let me tell you. Yeah, so uh, it's not that far off. <laughs> well, I... 
<laughs> my point is I missed them while we were gone and I'm kind of like coming to terms with that means. And I don't know. It's fucking weird. And every single Well, I miss my partners too. I was texting with uh, Susan and Jade every day. Well, good. So, I mean, you know, and I do that every morning, every afternoon, whatever. We, we chat all the time. Susan was sending us some very cool videos that she was taking at work. And so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, listen, I miss the routine. I miss being home. I miss going to the gym the same time every day and eating the same time every day and seeing our, the same people we see every day. There's something very comforting in that for me. Yeah, you are a definite creature of habit, so that makes sense. Absolutely. But I think you also just genuinely, sincerely care for the people you're playing with right now. Yeah. So when you're in a room with hundreds of strangers, it really puts into perspective how important those familiar connections are, for me anyway. For sure. And we did see some friends this weekend. I had the opportunity to kind of sort of play with an amazing <laughs> woman who we've now known her and her, her partner for a while. We've seen them at a number of events. I communicate with her almost on a daily basis. She is sexy as fuck. I mean, just yummy to say the least they are wonderful people. yeah they're awesome they're fortunately we're going to see them again uh, for sure in february but yeah i mean i had that opportunity and and that not to take anything away from that experience certainly but you know we're in the club for example or we're just kind of walking through the the, the lobby and, and interacting with people at the bar or whatever the case may be while many of them were amazing people and I, I think we certainly have made some friends and some contacts from these events i tend to compare people to the partners and friends that we have here. And I'm like, man, I really miss home. Yeah, well, I think this puts it a lot into perspective for me. So there was a couple on Friday and I was talking with them on the couch a little bit and there was a little bit of flirtation going back and forth. And the husband was a beautiful fucking man. I mean, I am talking just a 100% my type. And the wife kind of sees that he and I are vibing together a little bit. And she comes over and she's like, just so you know, if you want to fuck my husband, a 100% I'm okay with it. And I was like, that is so fucking sweet and awesome. You guys rock, but I'm not really there. Like, I don't want to just go fuck someone like that. I don't right. know. I need a little bit more than that at this point in my life. Yeah. Well, and that's why my experience this weekend was really solid, even though it wasn't perfect. I was not the perfect partner this weekend, but it was great because we have a familiarity. I, you know, she and I have been communicating, as I said, we've seen them many times where, you know, we openly communicate with them. So that made it that much better for me. There was really no stranger kind of interaction that I had. There were some super sexy folks there and a couple of people that I, that I really think I had the opportunity to play with. They made that very clear. But <laughs> the truth is when you, when you have great partners, and listen, here's the really unfortunate part. We just came back from Splash in Houston, obviously. Prior to that, we were at our event in Denver. And then prior to that, we were at Podbash. We have been home for like six days in the last 30. I, I just know. wanted to be home. So it really didn't matter the event, the, the city, the whatever the circumstances. I was eager to be home. Yeah, and that's not to take away from the people or the experience, like you said. It was just, I don't think either of us were in 100% like the sexy mindset that we thought we were going to be in. No, not at all. And listen, be, for me, being back to Houston was a little weird. Having been back since 2017, I started to to get a little bit like, I, you know, like I missed a little bit of it and it was making me feel weird and seeing things and driving around and I'm pointing things out to you. And so it was just a weird vibe overall. And I think that really made me miss Vegas because like, well, you know, I miss being here because I, I have such familiarity with being here over 20 years, but I really want to be home. Yeah. It makes you miss home. Well, that says a lot, though. I didn't realize that, that you felt weird being back in Houston. Oh, so. yeah. it Yeah. It, there was a, a giant piece of my life that took place, you know, in, in Texas for, you know, the better part of 30 years. Most of my adult life was spent there outside of college. But uh, I missed it. I miss being there. Not the traffic. I don't miss the traffic. Oh, it was fucking horrible. But I, I do miss being there. And that made me miss being in Vegas more because Vegas is now home. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I mean, I know that's not the most positive thing that you felt weird being in Houston, but I think it speaks volumes. So. Yeah, I did. It felt a little strange. But I did want to share as much of it with you as I possibly could, obviously. We just didn't have a lot of time. Well, I liked it. And I have some dates coming up. It sounds like the gentleman that you guys heard about on last week's episode from Denver is planning on being here this weekend. I don't think he's going to make our event on Thursday. No, we know he's not. But he will be here this weekend. So I hope to see him. And then obviously I want to see, you know, both of the gentlemen that I'm 
currently seeing regularly. Well, and I have a gal coming in town and I have been communicating with her and her husband for two months, maybe more. I don't even know anymore. It's been months that we've been So long. Yeah. And she is coming for business and will be here. I'm going to get to see her Wednesday. Have you guys been like sexting or sending pictures or anything? You know, it's interesting. Not a lot of that. There's not a lot of overt sexual chatter. It's really far more cerebral and and kind of mundane, a day-to-day thing. Well, that's kind of good for you, though. It is. Yeah, for me, it really is, because I don't care for it that much, obviously, not in situations like this. And my communication with him is outstanding. He is a real fucking gentleman. I have not met him yet, obviously, but his communication with me is so respectful and so kind. Really, really super nice people. I'm looking forward to meeting them. Well, that usually bodes very, very well when the communication with both of them is solid. You know that you're probably going to have fun, especially if yes. the, the attraction is there. Obviously, she's a yes. beautiful woman. So. And they took my advice and booked a hotel not on the strip. Oh, <laughs> so smart I'm very people. excited to go to the hotel that I'm going to be seeing her in because it's fucking amazing. Are it's they just, staying in the Palms? No, they're in Circa. Oh, Circa. Yes. What a fucking badass hotel that is. Yeah, it's amazing. So that's I'm looking forward to that because you and I have been there but haven't spent a lot of time there. And I really don't think that the strip is conducive to what we're doing. You know, like meeting friends and you know, going out on dates and stuff on the strip is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I just assume not do that. And I think Fremont's more fun anyway. It's way more fun, so, way less stuffy. Yeah. I mean, I mean way more likely to like get mugged or something. But, but also the best people watching and you talk about people who are on the right on the same page as you meeting her at two o'clock in the afternoon oh are you fucking kidding me winner winner yes cannot <laughs> fucking wait for that that's awesome yeah, it's th- that's yeah listen that's my kind of day let's do 2 p.m even if we stay together for six fucking hours i'm still i'm in i'm home with you by fucking 8 30 yeah you know like it's gonna be great that's perfect i'm really excited for you because i like you said this has literally been months of build-up oh yeah absolutely i can't even remember i'm gonna have to go back and look at the first the date of the first message it's a long time <laughs> i love it okay i want to get to single guy tip of the week because I have been looking at a lot of profiles lately. We've had a lot of people applying for events and then I usually go and and look at their lifestyle profiles and, you know, do some reconnaissance work, if you will. And it's been real bad lately, like really super generic. Terrible. So I thought I would throw out some of the most generic terms that I see in profiles that should not even be allowed on profiles. Like there should be a, a mechanism built in where you cannot say these things on your profile because they're that generic and boring and stupid we could do that for days oh this is only going to be a few of the most egregious examples okay okay here's the first one looking for fun times Ugh. what the fuck does that mean yeah are you looking to like go Chuck E. cheese can be fun go to an amusement park you yeah. want to go to new york new york and get on the roller coaster or do you want to have a fucking gangbang yeah like what, what do fun times look like for you? So generic. It's very ambiguous. And that, that's part, see, that's part of, let me stop a second. That's part of the problem and part of the great thing for me. I'm not patting myself on the back by any means, but for me, I love when I see guys do that. Not necessarily when they reach out to you. If you're a guy in this space who really gets what's happening and has your shit together, that's really a good thing for you. Because when you're that ambiguous, that tells me you are probably pretty fucking boring and you don't have anything interesting to say you're or not you're very inexperienced so you're not even right. sure what fun times look like in this space well and you also think that that saying something like fun times automatically means that whoever's reading it, it's like oh this person's going to be a uh, you know amazing in the sack i can't wait to... no 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 <laughs> that that is not what people think no nope. not seasoned people anyway so when i see that i'm like that's a bonus that guy just made it made it easier for me to look that much better right you know it's it's, it's outstanding okay Keep well up. i have more that's probably not even the worst one so no, I'm sure <laughs> the next one is i'm down for for anything. Oh, terrible. No, no, no. Anything? Listen, first of all, don't ever say that when you're coming to Vegas. Number one, <laughs> don't ever say that. Don't ever say it to me because no. I'm a sick fuck. I can come up with some weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, if the, and again, if you're saying that, it's like, it's desperate, right? I, I'm open for anything. In other words, look at me, look at me. I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere at any time. No, no, no. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, and those are always the guys that when I do throw out something kind of kinky, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so leave that one off. Okay, the next one, looking for the right vibe 
I don't like that one. I use Vibe too, and I should stop using it. I especially hate it on profiles, though, because I think it's just become one of those buzzwords that everybody fucking uses. Yeah, absolutely. But what does it actually mean? Like, my vibe could be very different than what you're looking for. My vibe's not the same as an 80-year-old Mormon woman. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, what are you specifically looking for in a vibe? Well, are there a lot of 80-year-old Mormon women on... Or I don't fucking SDC know. Because I'm curious if that's the case. I'm sure there's some. I'd like to meet them. <laughs> Me too. I have questions. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I don't, look Again, ambiguous, open-ended, very kind of remedial. All you're basically saying is you have very little to say. You're not terribly imaginative. And you're, I, again, on some level, I think there's, a, there's some desperation in that where it's like, I'll just throw out this, like you said, buzzword and, and hopefully it'll get people's attention and then we'll just figure it out. No, can't do that. I think you need to be more specific. Okay. And the last one I wanted to highlight today is if you want to know something about me, just ask. Yeah. Bitch, what do you think the whole concept of a profile is? It's for you to tell me what you think I need to know about you. Guys do that a lot. I, I see this a lot. I'm not necessarily talking about the heteronormative space either. Guys will oftentimes say, oh, if you want to know, just ask. If you want to know, just ask. Like they're down the entire bio of all the questions. Yeah. I, I don't need to ask you. You're fucking boring. I'm not interested. Or the other one that goes along with that that I see all the time is I'm terrible about talking about myself. Right, 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 right. The point of a profile is you have to talk about yourself. Well, you have to present yourself in a way that gets other people interested in you. If you're not interested in what you have to say about yourself, why the fuck would anyone else be interested my suggestion to guys and guys that will ask me that a lot like oh i never know what to say i don't know how to put it no problem get a friend and ask them to do it for you yes proof it of course but ask a friend to describe the type of person that you are yep now if they're a good friend and you're a genuinely good person, it's going to really work out. If you're an asshole and your friend just wants to fucking give you a hard time, that can go south. So you're going to definitely need to proof it before you publish it. Decide how close a friend they really are. Yeah, you're really going to want to choose the right friend. But I don't think it's a terrible idea. And honestly, I say to guys and gals, I would have a member of the opposite sex or an alternate sex or alternate gender do it for you as well. Yes. Or at least ask them, like, if you were going to describe me to another person or to another woman or whatever, what are some of the things that you would say about me? Yeah, I I would absolutely do that. if they don't have anything good to say about you or you don't have a friend of the opposite (laughs) gender, that's a way bigger issue. That's the exact reason a lot of times I do that because if their response to me is, well, I don't know anybody that could do that for me. Okay, there's the first problem. There's problem number one. So we need to work on that before you're worried about what your fucking pro file says yes so yeah there's yeah guys really do have a difficult time with that it's unfortunate yeah i mean just be original we've said that so many times and i mean it in all things like don't dress just the way everyone else dresses dress better you know have more interesting things to talk about i think on profiles too everyone gets so hung up on the sexual shit and i'm not saying that's not important because we all know why we're there but at the same time if i get onto a profile and all i see is a list of 12 things that you like to do sexually and nothing else about you, I'm not going to be interested because right. it shows me that you are one dimensional and you're not original. You can't bring something different to the table than someone else with a cock can. Well, not just, well, yeah, different. Yes. Better also. I mean, I want, I want someone to really try to do better. Don't, that's what we want. And I'm not talking about a better human being. Just do something different. Step outside the box, say something unique that I have not seen before or had not have seen a thousand times, yes. you know, like, uh, ask me anything or, you know, looking for the right vibe. What the fuck does that mean? What am I a nightclub? Listen, just, just <laughs> say something that makes fucking sense and that people are going to be like, Oh, this sounds like a, an interesting person. This person might have actually something to say and offer. That's a big deal. People really do gravitate toward it. And I'll tell you, I see so much of the generic shit that when somebody does have a profile that's even just a little bit creative or even just a little bit thought provoking, it is ridiculous ridiculously impressive to me. Yeah. It's sad that the bar is set that low, but it really is. It's not like you have to be a fucking wordsmith. We're not looking for, you know, fucking Edgar Allan Poe to be writing poetry on your bio here. No. Did you like that up-to-date reference right there? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. Yes. How uh, current of me. But anyway, I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for you to be a little different than all of the other incredibly generic men out there. Well, and here's the sad truth. You just outlined it be a little bit better than everyone else that's a fucking low bar 
I know. You don't have to do a lot. You're not, you don't need to pull rabbits out of your hat. You really don't. It's not that complicated. Right. You know, more than a couple of words and a couple of sentences and something interesting about yourself and some really solid images, they go a long way. When we're talking about guys' profiles particularly, there's a lot to be said for a guy who could string a few fucking words together and be, you know, charming and witty. I mean, there really is. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, I am fully aware that just because you aren't the best writer doesn't mean that you're unintelligent. No. I think a lot of people make that assumption. Like if you have bad grammar or you misspell something, it doesn't mean you're stupid. Maybe no. that's just not your type of intelligence. But then why not go to a friend and have them help you with it? Proofread it. Something. Yeah. Well, I, I say this to you all the time, right? I think, and I maybe it's I'm not the only one. I don't think I'm the only one. I think people walk the same way they drive. Right. Okay. So you and I are walking through a shopping mall or something, and you know how people just don't have any awareness of, of what's around them. They just stop dead, or they're turning, they're bumping into people. Spatial awareness is very zero, yes. zero spatial awareness, Especially zero situational awareness. Oh, well, because it's like, oh, look at the bright lights, look at this, look at that. I think they drive the same way. <laughs> so if you fill out a profile and it's super boring, ambiguous, it's it's empty. I assume that you're. That person in person, like your personality is going to reflect that. And I'm already bored. Yeah. So, you know, you really got to do your best to put your best foot forward. Agreed. You know, it's usually the hotter guys that do it, too. It's almost like they're relying on their looks. And it's like, let's not do that. For sure. And that's just arrogant. Yes. So I am very excited to talk about some hot shit today. I am... I, I don't even know what to say about this whole thing, so I'm not going to. I'm going to wait until after uh, we thank our sponsors. So we'll be back shortly with some sexy shit for you guys. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by your friends at Promescent. New Year's Eve is just around the corner, and that's a big deal for us lifestylers. A lot of us go to New Year's Eve events, and sometimes they're really big ones. And as a result, you're going to need your swingers bag, and you're going to need it stocked with the right stuff. Promescent has you covered. For example, one of my absolute favorite Promescent products is their before and after wipes. They have an aloe base to them. They are so soft. They moisturize your skin. And the best part, is they come in individually wrapped packages so you can easily just throw them in your bag take them on the go and use them when you need them they have been absolute lifesavers for me after a night of dancing i need to clean up and get ready for some fun i love using them you can also find things like top of the line lubes condoms and their flagship product the delay spray and the new delay wipes which i also think are a necessity for your swingers bag this season head on over to promescent.com to check out their full line of bedroom wellness products. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Dipsy. Research has shown that sex is just as mental as it is physical, especially for us ladies. So it makes total sense that after a crazy day where you're running around and taking care of everyone but yourself, it may take more than just a vibrator to get you where you want to go at the end of your day. That's where Dipsy steps in to help because Dipsy is an amazing audio app full of short, sexy stories designed by women and for women. My favorite thing about Dipsy, though, is the array of different stories you can find on there. It doesn't matter what your fantasies or your kinks are. You're going to be able to find stories that really speak to you and get you in the mood. For example, you guys know I'm a kinky lady. I like my BDSM stories. There are many of those on Dipsy, and some of them are just so ridiculously erotic. If you guys want to try this amazing app for yourself, you can do so by heading to dipsystories.com FPS. And when you do that, you're going to to get 30 free days of all access of Dipsy. Again, that's Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash F-P-S. Dipsy stories.com slash F-P-S. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by True Classic. The holidays are here and there is plenty of t-shirt cheer thanks to our sponsor, True Classic. Ladies, if you don't know what to get as a gift for the men in your life, try giving them the best fitting basic tee out there. Our friends at True Classic are on a mission to maximize men's confidence by elevating their style. Trust me when I say this is a gift that will make your man look spicy and a gift for him is really a gift for you. 
True Classic has already helped over 2 million men look great in their tees, and now you can save big while you do so. Get 25% off of True Classic with our exclusive link, trueclassic.com FPS. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. Support our show and check them out today at trueclassic.com FPS. I got to tell you guys, these are the softest feeling shirts ever. And when I say this is a gift for you, I really mean it because I constantly get to pet Brian while he's wearing his True Classic shirts. And of course, he looks amazing in them as well. They make him look very sexy, show off the arms. So I definitely recommend this as a holiday gift this year. Again, trueclassic.com FPS. I get tongue tied when I even think about this experience because this was I don't even mean to sound dramatic. This is going to sound incredibly dramatic, but this was kind of a life altering scenario that went down because ever since it's happened, it's had my mind spinning about, you know, potential opportunities and the types of people I could potentially be playing with and where I need to head in terms of my kink exploration. And it also just opened my eyes to the possibilities of like what can be done with my own body, which is always kind of a weird feeling. I feel like I know my body really, really well and intimately until something like this happens. And then I'm like, oh, there are parts of my body and things I can do to my body that I didn't even realize were an option. <laughs> well, and it got the attention of a dozen people that were close to that room or in the room we were in, and it held the attention of people for the better part of an hour. <laughs> Do you think that's good or bad? Was I like taking over the party? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's plenty of people outside the room, but the people that were in the room that this uh, this kind of whole scenario unfolded in so there was a thruple, basically. There were three people on a bed next to where you work, pretty close, about six feet away, and they stopped having sex to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very much a show. No Again, I don't know it. if that's good or bad. But <laughs> well, they were certainly into it, no doubt about it, but everybody was. I mean, literally myself and uh, Susan, who was with us, my friend Susan, and another couple that were there with us, everyone was on the edge of the seat watching this. <laughs> Just kind of seeing what was, you know, what was Angel going to do next? What was coming out of the box next? So, okay. So here's how this whole thing unfolded. The last time we did an event in Denver, we had this man on property. His name is Angel. He has given us permission to use his name. And we're also going to link him in the show notes for you guys. So you can see his work. He is a pro dom and he has been studying for like two decades. Yeah. And this man is amazing in so many ways. I mean, not only is he incredibly knowledgeable about kink and BD, SM, but he's also just a genuinely awesome person. Yeah, listen, to put this into perspective, he is not just a, you know, he's not just a guy that comes to do the, you know, take over the BDSM portion of, of the events that we have hosted in Denver. He stays on property with us. He eats meals with us, breakfast, lunch, dinner. He, he helps us out. He is the nicest guy. He's just fun to have around. And he's fucking great looking. He's intelligent. He can hold an amazing conversation. He's just good fun. Oh, God. And he is a beautiful fucking man. Like, every time I'm around him, I almost get tongue-tied. And I haven't decided if it's because I know what he's capable of doing to my body <laughs> or if it's because he's really hot or both. <laughs> right. But either way, every time I'm around him, I feel like an awkward schoolgirl. Like, I'm giggly and I trip up over my words and I'm constantly thinking through what I'm going to say. And then when the words actually come out of my mouth, it's not what I was practicing in my brain. I feel like a fucking idiot around this guy. Well, he has that effect on a lot of the gals that have been to the parties. Oh, a hundred percent. It's really, really funny to see the impact he has on women in that environment because they are hanging on his every word they are trying to get his attention throughout the night so i mean this is a very lucky man the other host of the event said it perfectly which is he wants to come back in his next life as angel yeah for <laughs> sure he, he does. gets a lot of fucking attention yes he does <laughs> and rightfully so he's really really impressive at what he does he's certainly one of the more knowledgeable guys that i have run into in this space when it comes to the kink and bdsm world and Again, genuinely nice fucking guy. He's not he's not just a guy that comes to beat your ass with a paddle. You wanna <laughs> you wanna have him around because he's a fucking good dude. And the paddle part, but And the paddle. <laughs> so anyway, that night I really I wanted him to be able to interact with with obviously the other party guests and I didn't wanna 
monopolize his time. That was not my intention. That is kind of how it ended up working out. <laughs> but it was very organic how it happened. So if you guys remember the last time I talked about this experience I had with Angel the first time, that was the very first time I had ever been introduced to vampire gloves. I knew of their existence, but I didn't know that they were fucking amazing and that they would like make me want them on my body at all times. And then if you guys remember at Podbash, Kimmy from the Swinging Flamingos ended up spanking me with vampire gloves on and it was fabulous and I mean I loved Kimmy doing it but I was like I wonder what it would be like if I asked Angel to do it what would that experience be like so I asked him pretty early on in the day if at some point he might be willing to demo that on me and he was like absolutely but I actually have a little bit more than that than just that planned for you and I was like okay yeah no (laughs) no problem with that And it was so funny because I instantly got wet. Like as soon as he said that, I like I could feel things tingling and there is just something that like his voice on top of the things I know he can do that just fucking gets me going hard. What's well, the anticipation? You know what's you well, you don't know what's in store, but you know it's something amazing. So pretty quickly, once like playrooms opened and people started kind of peeling off and playing, I went and changed into this little white lacy lingerie number and I put a black robe over over it and I was like this will be easy access for when Angel spanks me with the vampire gloves so I go out and I'm kind of talking with him with a group and people are asking questions about his scenes and stuff and finally he's like well I think that we need to give Brenna what she wants this evening she wants to be spanked with vampire gloves on and everyone's like oh my god yes we want to see that so there is a large room on this property that has multiple beds in it it's called the library And Angel had also set up his spanking bench and impact instruments and everything on one side of the room. It's a very, very large room. And they also have a bunch of chairs that sit kind of around the bed so that if anyone wants to be a voyeur for the evening, they can sit and kind of watch some of these scenes going on. Yeah, it's a spectator space is what it is. It's a room with multiple play spaces. It is called a library because it legitimately is a library. Multiple beds and play spaces. And you can, of course, be a a spectator. Yeah, and you definitely were. So I was. anyway, I also told Susan earlier in the day that if she wanted to see some of this, that I was more than happy to have her sit in on it. Right. So when we went into the library, I grabbed Susan. She came in along with another couple. So at first, it was Susan and this couple and myself and Angel in the room. And there's a spanking bench. And he's like, I am going to tie you to the spanking bench because the last time that we did anything, you were wriggling all over the place and you wouldn't sit still. Well, you were attached to the St. Andrew's cross by your wrist, but your feet couldn't be attached because you're just too short. Right. (laughs) So he wasn't in complete control, I guess, of the last time. Right. Well, the other thing is that's funny is right before we went into that room I was like I don't really love being restrained I'll do it if I have to (laughs) but it's not my favorite thing in the world and he's like well I need you to trust me with something then and I was like okay so (laughs) I get up onto this spanking bench and he starts strapping me in and I will be honest there was a moment of sheer panic because my wrists are completely in place I cannot move them at all I am restrained by my legs my ass is up in the air I stupidly say I don't have any panties on should I go put panties on because I don't know who's going to be walking behind us and shit I didn't know if I just wanted my pussy like flapping out there for everyone to see well you're not gonna you had no idea who was behind you well Eventually, I didn't care, which I'll get to. But he also took this strap and strapped my midsection down tight. And when he did that, I definitely started this little bit of a panic thing going on. But this man is so experienced and he is so knowledgeable about how how to handle that situation. He could sense that. So he started just very lightly touching me, like rubbing his hands up and down my legs and onto my ass and a little bit onto my back and just calming me down. And it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I got, that was about the time I came in. I was walking past the room and Susan caught my eye and she kind of waved me in. I had just finished up in the kitchen, getting everything cleaned up and kind of walking around, checking in on everybody. And she waved me in. I had no idea what was going on. Honestly, I didn't know that you were in there at first because from the angle of the door, I, I didn't see you. Yeah. So I went in and then, of course, realized that he was strapping you to the spanking table. And that's pretty much what was happening. He was just about finished up uh, strapping down your leg when I sat down. And I don't even know if you knew I was there necessarily. I had no fucking idea for a long time until I heard your voice say something. Yeah. So <laughs> so we started with electroplay. And let me tell you guys, if you have not experienced this, people think that electroplay is going to be painful. 
I mean, it can be. Certainly can be, yes. But for the most part, it's incredibly sensual. He puts this pad under me. So I am the conductor and everything that touches me has a different feel to it. So, for example, he starts when he turns the electricity on just very lightly touching my skin. And it was giving me goosebumps. I mean, I had shivers running down my body. It felt like every cell in my body was standing at attention. It felt amazing. And then he breaks out the Wartenberg wheel and starts using that on my legs and on my ass. And because it's metal and I'm the conductor for electricity, of course, there's a little bit of a sting to it. But for the most part, it is just this like delightful sensation going on. It felt so good. Then probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is he starts inviting other people up to touch me. And he was very good about asking my consent about who can touch me and all those different things. They come up ask my permission i'm like i don't even know who it is because i also had a blindfold on i didn't mention that yeah no you couldn't see anything you you were you you could hear but and feel obviously but you couldn't see anything so i knew it was susan because i know her voice she came up and asked if she could touch me and i said of course so she starts running her hands kind of up and down my legs and a little bit onto my ass and then the lady from the couple comes up and asks if she can touch me and i said absolutely she comes up to my head and she starts massaging my scalp once again with this electricity running through my body yeah oh my god it was an out-of-body experience it was one of the most amazing things i've ever felt in my life i didn't even know that feeling was possible like it was so amazing and then she started massaging my ears well she is a licensed massage therapist also as i found out oh and she knows her spots because there was one spot on my ear she was focusing on and i swear to god she could have made me come just from that i don't even know what it was i would never be able to recreate it but wherever she was touching me i legitimately thought i was going to come from that i really don't remember where that was there was too much going on oh and then she started running her hands up and down my neck and then at one point i had all three of their hands all three pairs of their hands all six hands on my body kind of rubbing me and touching me at the same time again this was angel knowing that i needed to like mentally get into the right headspace and that's a thousand percent what it did because this was one of the most relaxing experiences of my life i was just like you said, there could have been a bomb going off outside and I wouldn't have even fucking noticed. Well, there was no way you, yeah, you had to be in a different space because at that point when the gals and uh, Angel had their hands on you, that's pretty much about the time the couple, the three folks stopped playing. They took a seat on the floor so they had a better vantage point. And then a couple of other people came in, our co-hosts came in. So there was about 10 people at one point there that there's no way you could possibly have known. You couldn't see. Your face was kind of, you had a blindfold on and you were facing the, the corner, essentially. Uh, so you, you were nowhere near the door or the, or the area that we were in. So yeah, there was about about 10 people and maybe more because some folks started popping their head in the door as they heard you. You know, down It, it was a lot of people. So then everyone kind of stops touching me and Angel breaks out this thing that looks like an octopus. Yeah. But it's actually electric so each of the little tentacles has a little bit of electricity to it and again i thought it was going to sting he showed it to me ahead of time saying that he wanted to use that on me and ask for my permission and i said yes but in my mind i'm like this is going to be fucking terrifying yeah oh my god i was so wrong at whatever level he had it at it was it felt like it was massaging my entire body yeah he touched he it was he touched my hand with it and, and susan's hand as well Oh, God, he's running it up and down my back and onto my ass and onto my legs and my thighs. And there are these spots right under my ass cheek. You know this very well. Yes, I do. If you press there or if you put any sort of sensation right there, like the two little spots directly under my ass cheeks, it drives me fucking crazy and he must have heard me moaning more so when he was doing it there because he focused a lot of his attention right under my ass with those tentacles again i legitimately thought i was going to have an orgasm from that it was fucking amazing when we're having said when i'm fucking you from behind if my thumbs are i can put my thumbs in those two spots and you orgasm within 30 seconds oh my it's like a major erogenous zone for me and i've looked it up it doesn't make any fucking sense i don't know what exactly why my body is that way but i don't know i found it by accident one time i don't know (laughs) i fucking love it so anyway he's doing that for a little while and then 
the the slightly more impactful fun starts. <laughs> yeah. He starts breaking out impact toys and he kind of runs each one over my body before he starts using it on me just to kind of fuck with my mind more so than anything because one of the ones that he pulled out he calls Thumper. Yeah. It looks like this soft, very sensual impact toy. Look, because it's covered in fur, so you don't think it's right. going to be fucking painful. Well, what you don't know is it's filled with sandbags. Yeah, it's like a blackjack. It's got it's leather and it's got it's got sand in it, and it's covered in this fur. So he starts running it over my body, and I'm immediately like, "Oh, that's Thumper," and he just laughs with this kind of slightly maniacal laugh. <laughs> And he starts hitting me with it. It is fuck. It's intense, man. Let me tell you, that thing is heavy as fuck. Yeah. I mean, it literally feels like someone is like throwing something at me. Yeah. It's like a le- imagine a leather bag full of sand covered in fur. That's yeah. essentially what it is. And he's hitting me with it. I don't even know how he picks that thing up. It's fucking heavy. Well, and he didn't have to swing it very hard at all. I'm sure not. I mean, it was it was nice. It was probably not my favorite. He broke out a couple of other impact toys. Like I know one was definitely thin leather strap yes. that he was using on me. And that one was amazing. I mean, he is hitting me with it. And this man is so talented with what he does because the impact isn't in the same place. And it, he's focusing on all of these different areas of my body. And and I think people, especially if you watch like porn impact play in porn and shit, it's so focused on like the ass and tits, right? Yeah. It's also a terrible fucking depiction of sex and BDSM and porn. I yeah. Mean, it's yeah. fucking garbage. But that's my point is that people think that that's what's like hot about BDSM. Right. No, what's really hot about it, especially as the bottom receiving it, is that depending on where you're receiving that impact, it will be a completely different sensation. Like well, yeah. my calves are very sensitive. So hitting me on my ass or my back is going to be very different than my calves and that's kind of exciting because it's like it fucks with your mind it for me being as add as i am and never being able to quiet my mind it truly is the only time when i'm able to shut fucking everything off and just feel well he's also moving it in, around in different places to keep your mind guessing you don't know where it's going to be next exactly but so that's my point so that's all i can focus it. on i'm not thinking about the fact that my pussy is exposed to a dozen people i'm not thinking about who could possibly be around watching this i'm not thinking of anything except where he's going to land that strap next and there's something so fucking erotic about that let me tell you yeah, no, you you are lost. There was no question at that point. By the time he got there, the room was you were full. You know, we were full at that point, and you were just in another space. I didn't even hear you make it. You didn't say anything for a while. I mean, you're making sounds, but not speaking. <laughs> I don't think I could have formed sentences for a little while there. So then he breaks out the vampire gloves, which is what I've been waiting for this entire time. Let me tell you guys: even if you are not BDSM people, even if you are not pain play people. You need to experience vampire gloves at least once in your life because they can be incredibly sensual. This does not have to be a pain thing. I mean, for example, if he's so vampire gloves are leather gloves that have these little pokies on the wrists. But if he's just very lightly kind of dancing that against your skin, it feels so good. I mean, it just makes everything really hypersensitive. I mean, there was one point where he was rubbing it kind of on my ass before he did anything else and then he breathed on the spot that he had just used right. it on and it was like oh my it felt like ice against my skin in the hottest fucking way possible <laughs> yeah it's it's an icy hot kind of thing oh god it was amazing so he's just kind of rubbing it all over me teasing me he's teasing my mind because I know where this is going I've asked for where this is going but he also knows that if he can kind of put me in this false sense of security almost that again I'm going to be able to just like relax and enjoy what's coming literally so so fucking good at that man this man is talented so then he starts rubbing my ass and then he kind of spanks one side it was more painful than i was expecting for sure oh yeah you were you were definitely you know making your little squeaky noises (laughs) and this went on for a while i mean it was probably a good five minutes of him spanking each ass cheek he would stop in between and kind of rub my ass again oh he spent more time than that with the vampire gloves on you it was a lot of time well specifically on my ass because then he came up to my tits and there was one moment it made me think of jade if you guys remember stories about jade and how sensitive her nipples are and how you can literally just play with them and make her orgasm i do 
I legitimately had a mini orgasm while he is using the vampire gloves on my tits. He has his hands wrapped around me. He's grabbing each tit and he's just very, very slowly increasing the pressure on my tits little by little by little until he just squeezes hard. And oh my fucking God, I just about lost it. I know for a fact that I I, I don't even know what you guys must have been thinking. I was moaning like crazy. I'm wriggling all over the place. It was one of the most intensely hot sensations I've ever felt on my body ever. Well, when he was doing, he was using the vampire gloves on your tits specifically. Did you know that the, the other gal that was watching that was with us, the gal of the couple, her hands were on your ass? I felt someone's hand. I didn't know they were her hands. Yeah, they were hers. <laughs> there yeah. were multiple times throughout this where, like, if, for example, if he was stopping to switch out impact tools or put on the gloves or whatever, yeah. someone would kind of come over and just rub me and touch me. So, again, I mean, it's just every cell in my body felt awake. That's the best way to describe this. Yeah, well, that's essentially what he wanted to do. He wanted you super hypersensitive because he was, again, kind of easing into what was going to happen. Oh, God. So the vampire glove thing went on for a little while. Then he goes back to impact toys. And apparently you were telling him which ones you thought made sense and which ones didn't. Because I heard him put one away and goes, that one's not Brian approved. No, he he was pulling stuff out of the box because what he was trying to do was get to the point where he could, he didn't want you kind of laughing and giggling. He wanted you to really be in the moment. And what I, the way I explained it to him was you could really apply impact, but it's going to take a little bit more than the average to get a response out of her other than a giggle. So he was taking the stuff out and I was just pretty much shaking my head yes or no. And, and I was like, yeah, that, that's a waste of time. That's not going to work. And then he would find something and I thought, yeah, okay, that, that neoprene paddle, that we have something similar. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, you know? so he did break out the paddle for a little bit. That was fucking delightful. Very, very thuddy. Then all of a sudden he breaks out something. I didn't even know what the fuck it was until it touched my skin, of course, because I'm blindfolded. But all I hear is everyone behind me like gasping and you laughing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, what is coming my way? <laughs> what? What is Brian getting me into here? <laughs> So he starts rubbing it against my skin and I can tell it's wood or yes. some some similar material to wood. Yeah, it was wooden. So he starts rubbing it on my ass and to me it felt like a cane but multiple strips of the cane. Yes, it looked like a it looked like a fan, almost like a shamrock, if you can imagine a shamrock with a long handle on it. And it was and it was bamboo. So he's rubbing it on me and he hits me with it and I'm like, nope, I'm fucking out. That is yep. it. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew that. I knew that, it, you know, you, we have a cane and it's thin, very thin. And you can take it a little bit on the back of your legs and on your ass and but on your tits, you, it's you can't do it. It's very, very limited. So when I saw this, I went, yeah, that's going to be the end of this. This this will be the the culmination of where this thing goes, because there's no way you could have taken that for any length of time. Yeah. So I called it. I was like, I'm done. And he's like, OK. So he starts to unstrap me from the spanking bench and I pull up my blindfold. I sit up and that's the first time I turn around and look and you have all of these faces. It was you and Susan and this other couple with the massage therapist and there was one of the owners of the property and another couple that was there with us for the weekend and then strangers. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time I really because think about the number of times I played in a club with people and I've tried to do the whole exhibitionist thing and I just get so in my head that I'm not able to do that. No. Well, this was very different because I'm blindfolded and I'm focused on what this amazing, beautiful man is doing to my body and literally nothing else. Well, you were lost. You were lost in it. But the, you know, the idea that, of course, you were blindfolded, you were strapped down, you could hear but not see, and obviously you could feel, but you know, everything else around you just becomes irrelevant. And I was flying high, let me tell you. I was so fucking cloudy in the best possible way. People ask all the time, why are you into this kind of stuff? I'm into it for those moments where it's like, I. it's literally like an out-of-body experience. I don't even feel like, like I'm actually living in my body. And it's the fucking best feeling in the world. I don't do hard drugs. Never have. Never will. This is my drug. Right. I fucking love it. Well, it's, it's, you know, the endorphins, it's very much the same. So then he tells me to lay on the bed that's right next to his spanking bench. And I do. And I put the blindfold back on. And he starts doing 
things to my body that I didn't even realize were fucking possible. Well, this is when everyone's attention was really focused on you. And again, you're laying on your back. Your head is kind of facing uh, us, me, and you still really couldn't see a lot because of the, the, the angle at which people were seated. But once that whole scene started, because of the noises you were making, I'm sure, people just started popping in that were walking by from the hallway. <laughs> so by the time this was going on, there were closer to 15 people in that room. And the, so Susan is sitting to my right. The other gal, the massage therapist, sitting to her right. She starts massaging Susan's feet. Just almost like I, they, they just wanted to be touching someone. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? It was that kind of, and you know, S Susan's hand is now on my leg. She's having her feet rubbed and everyone's just watching this erotic experience. It was, and, and the room was quiet. No <laughs> one was saying a word. So it starts by him telling me to take my tits out. So I pull my lingerie down. My tits are now exposed. He puts the vampire gloves back on and starts squeezing them again, playing with my nipples with them, which was one of the most intense experiences of my fucking life. Again, I legitimately thought that I was going to orgasm just from that. It was it, because I don't have a lot of feeling in my tits. Right. So when he's squeezing my nipples, nipples with these little needles i know this sounds fucked up and i'm hopefully i'm not scaring anyone off but it felt so fucking good and then he breaks out this vibrator takes off the gloves breaks out this vibrator that i know i've seen this vibrator before i'm fairly certain i've used this vibrator. i think before. we have one in storage in montana i didn't know it was possible to feel that good with this toy because it's one of the ones that suctions onto your clit and it has kind of this sonic motion going on it's got like a, of it. yeah it's got that plastic synthetic tongue-like thing going on yes yes but it also has a suction motion right, to it right and he wasn't actually using the tongue portion of it he was just using the suction but he was moving it around my clit so it wasn't right on it it was like this like wave of pleasure going around my clit then he would kind of stop on my clit then he would go around it again i came so fucking hard i thought i was going to just black out i mean right then and there i really did it was such an intense orgasm between the nipple play and the idea that now there's all these people watching and i don't even give a shit and then whatever the fuck he's doing with this vibrator it changed my life i need to get one i still I have it in our amazon car i need to just fucking buy it well he, i think he sold that well two of the gals were like oh i need to get those yeah. like i need one of those yeah so <laughs> Because he put it on Susan's hand later, like the this, uh, this suction. She's like, oh, I need that. You yeah. know, like, wh where's this been? So, so then he stops and I sit up and he's like, oh, no, 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 we're not done yet. And I was like, okay. Well, you tried to sit up. <laughs> so I lay back down. He puts the vibrator back on my clit, puts two fingers inside of me, and just very slowly starts fingering me. And again, I didn't expect this to be a sexual thing. I was very happy it turned into a sexual thing. I thought this was just going to be a scene. But here's this beautiful fucking man. I can't see him, but I know he's beautiful, shoving his fingers inside of me. And he starts really, really slow. And I come just from that. I mean, within 20 seconds of him playing with my pussy again i have come again yeah that's how you're getting everybody's attention because people are like what is going on in that room then he starts very rapidly fingering me and pushing up on my g-spot and i squirted fucking everywhere i mean i could feel it was all over my legs i knew that it was all over him there was no fucking way possible that it wasn't no and right behind me of course is our co-host and i i leaned back and i said well we'll be changing these sheets <laughs> right away thankfully they have mattress protectors on. well we had to change the mattress protector as well <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. So anyway, I'm just kind of laying there and he's touching my body. He's rubbing my legs. He's rubbing on my tits. He's kind of rubbing up on my neck. And then he very lightly starts choking me. Yeah, that's when I knew things were going to take a turn. And I grabbed his hand and put it more on my throat to be like, yes, I fucking love that. Please choke me. So he's choking me and then he starts fingering me again and he makes me squirt again like literally two minutes apart which i've never done i can squirt i've never squirted more than once in a session ever. Right. so not only that but 
But I think sometimes people don't realize this. Squirting and having an orgasm for women are actually two different things. Yeah, very different. But <laughs> between the choking and how worked up I was and everything, I literally squirted and then immediately had this ridiculously intense orgasm while he is continuing to choke me. And he was not choking me hard, no. especially at that point. Like he had loosened his grip a lot. And <laughs> next thing you know, I am coming to realizing that I passed the fuck out. Yeah, I told Susan, I said, she's she's going to pass out. I said, at some point she'll black out because it happens to you. And sure enough, it did. And then you realize you came to, but didn't realize you had passed out. You tried to like sit up really quickly. And that's when he was like, no, 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 just need to stay right where you are. Hang well, on he, a second. He also said the most, one of the most erotic things. I, I don't know why this was so sexy to me, but he leans in close to me and he's like, don't even try to figure out where you just were. Just roll with it. Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly what I needed to hear in that moment because I was searching my brain. Like, how long was I out for? What happened while I was out? He's like, no, nah, just don't even go there. It just was, <laughs> you were, it was literally like four seconds. Oh, I'm sure it was, but it felt like it could have been in 20 minutes yeah of course so <laughs> it was so intense i mean i literally kind of like woke up from everything and my entire body was tingling i not an exaggeration literally from my head to my toes just this tingle over my entire body and i for a little bit i just kind of laid there he told me to stay laying and i eventually kind of sat up and then i felt horrible because i realized at that point how much i have come all over how i've squirted literally all over him i mean the man's shirt is wet he has it all over his arms i'm like holy fuck yeah well and of course we changed the sheets the mattress cover the whole nine yards because it was just i mean i fucking destroyed that shit yeah, yeah it was crazy well again everyone in the room stayed completely focused no one left anyone who came in during that whole process they all stayed no one left oh. so it was it was intense and i'm trying to like help him clean up and shit and he's like no just sit and enjoy and revel in the moment and so i did i just and it, it was so funny because immediately i started racking my brain i can't not think for too long i had that for a good hour an hour of not thinking and not over analyzing and it was such a fucking beautiful thing and exactly why i like kink play and and then immediately after i started racking my brain about like what does this mean <laughs> do i need to get back into the kink world so i don't fucking know that just proves how my brain works but this was a beautiful experience i mean and when i say life-changing i really do kind of mean it because again i didn't know that i could do certain things with my own pussy that i now realize i can do under the right circumstances and that's huge for me and the other thing is like i said earlier it has my mind just wandering about new possibilities like I don't expect to find an angel here in Vegas. That's no. probably not going to happen. He's a one of a kind man. But it would be nice to find someone who has some of those same proclivities and who has some of that same knowledge. Because as much as I love vanilla sex, I'm never going to shit on a good lovemaking session, especially if it's with someone I really, really enjoy. But this is the type of experience that shows you what you're really capable of. Well, and what it is, that, you know, and again, this is probably not something that you would do on a daily basis, but Absolutely certainly <laughs> something that's really nice to kind of pepper in under varying circumstances. But there's there's definitely something to be said for it. That's where you live for sure, because you slept like a dead person that night. You were cloudy the next morning. You were still kind of euphoric from the whole thing. Oh, my God. That whole night, I literally walked around. I just felt like a zombie. I mean, it was just like my brain was really not operating. There was one point where someone was talking to me and trying to tell me something. And I'm like, I, I don't... I'm, it's not processing. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to talk yeah. to you about this tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, I almost felt, I really did feel high the rest of the night. Well, that's and what I had, it is. had no substances. This was all hormones and, you know, coming down from that beautiful fucking scene with this beautiful fucking man. Yeah, it got everybody's attention for sure. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was pretty fucking hot. Everyone was hot and bothered by it, no doubt about it. It was great. I, like I said, I appreciate him for any number of reasons and not the least of which is because he's a constant professional. I mean, super fucking solid. Yes. And uh, like I said, I'll link his uh, website in the show notes for you guys, especially if you are kinky and you're in the Denver area, you should absolutely get in touch with this man about a scene because he's fucking amazing. Um, the other thing I'll say about this experience that I just I loved, it made my entire night is the co-host of the event said, 
the best compliment I've ever heard in my entire life, which is that he wishes he had recorded just the audio from that session because he could have made a lot of money off it. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I got like, that was so hot. Even if I just closed my eyes and listened to what was happening between the moaning and sometimes the little giggles and then the incredible orgasms, like it was, it really was crazy. Well, yeah, and it, that that's what got everyone's attention. Just the noises that were coming out of that room. And again, this is a big room that's adjacent to a, you know, a live large living space so it, it was you were making some sounds I mean, it got everyone's attention people literally stopped fucking to watch <laughs> i'm not sure if that's good or bad i want them to be able to have sex <laughs> I, it didn't stop anybody because once you were done and you were you had left the room of course angel stayed sex ensued in that room for the the rest of the evening Oh, yes. I mean, there was just people playing in there the entire time. Well, and I didn't ask her permission to say whom, but someone then played with Angel after my scene with him. And it was really fun to be able to kind of watch that, too. I didn't want to creep too much, so I just peek my head in every once in a while. Right. But there was something incredibly erotic about feeling like I had kind of fueled that. Like I oh, you made, definitely did. I had maybe at least set the tone for them to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Well, for a lot of people, probably at that point, because that room was it was full of action after that scene. <laughs> good. I love it. Yeah, it was a so, good time. That was my kinky Denver experience. And I loved every fucking second of it. What did you think of watching? Because I think this is only the second time you've ever seen me kind of in that state. Well, for that length of time, anyway, I can rarely sit still that long. But it was fun because it was, you know, again, Susan was there. We had some other folks there. And. Angel has a way of keeping you engaged, and it wasn't this kind of simple, rhythmic, redundant level of play. He was really, he was breaking it out, all of it. He was put on a show. Yeah, it really was. It was entertaining, to say the least. And again, once you came off of the spanking table and then onto the bed, that's when things really took a turn and got everybody's attention. (laughs) And yeah, it was, it's unique to see you in a place where you're just, you're just not all there. You know, it doesn't happen very often. No, you're you're just not completely aware of your surroundings and you're just kind of lost in the moment. I mean, you rarely get to to do that anymore. So it was a lot of fun. So takeaways from this. um, I want to find more kinky people out there. I want to get some vampire gloves. And Angel taught me how to masturbate in a new way. And that's fucking delightful. How often does that happen when you're as sexually active as I am? Yeah, listen, you can learn something every day. Just got to be open-minded about it for sure. I know he changed some other people's minds about kink play and BDSM in that room. There's no question about it. Well, and the thing that I really hope came across during this retelling is, yes, there are painful moments of this, but that's not the focus of his play. He's a sensual dom. Right. He's all about creating the different sensations and showing you how different areas of your body can provide different types of pleasure. His whole concept is that that limited amount of pain is so that you will appreciate more the pleasure of it. Yeah, or pain not for pain's sake, but pain right. for pleasure's sake. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, amazing man. Again, find his link in the show notes. We're going to be talking a little bit more about this on our bonus episode this week, so make sure you tune into that if you're a Patreon member. If you're not a Patreon member yet and you would like to support the show and start receiving tons of bonus content and other exclusive things, head on over to patreon.com slash swingers. We want to say a very big thank you to our Patreon community. You guys are amazing to us. If you want to see the naughtier shit, make sure you find us on OnlyFans. I'm at OnlyFans.com slash swingers, and Brian is at OnlyFans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy with a Z. If you guys want to find us on social media, we're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, TikTok at Front Porch Swingers 1, and YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. If you're looking to come to a future event or want to see the things we have coming up, head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com. What am I missing? That's it. There's a lot going on. We have about a month off for us not having to travel anywhere. We are concentrating on some very fucking cool events, not the least of which is our takeover in Phoenix in April. Yes. Uh, But there's also something that I am working on with an amazing group of people, a phenomenal organization that can really benefit from our involvement, uh, and ours meaning the folks in this space, the ethically non-monogamous space, the alternative lifestyle space. I'm very fucking excited about that. It's coming to fruition. We'll talk more about it uh, soon. But yeah, we have a lot of shit happening. But looking forward to not having to travel for a while. Yeah. Looking forward to, tr- to just fucking our friends for a little bit. That'll yes. be fun. So yes. stay tuned for those stories. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.